Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Public Square. A little while ago, I was talking about how I needed, uh, you know, something at the house. And uh, I thought, wait a minute, Public Square. For years in this country, we have looked the other way while progressive corporate America has pushed messaging that alienates us, attacks our values, our reason, our common sense. And they've just gotten away with it because where are you going to go? Well, let me tell you, there's lots of companies out there that want you as a customer and they're great and they hold your values and publicsquare.com publicsq.com is the place to find them now they have an app and a website and you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all industries businesses that value life family freedom so whether you're looking for coffee clothing skincare a place to eat whatever it is publicsq.com is your destination Find your new favorite businesses. Save money while shopping with companies that don't hate you. Download the app today. It is free. It's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Megan Kelly joins us in just a couple of seconds. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There is a lot on the plate today, and Megan Kelly is going to help sort through some of it. She joins us in 60 seconds. Having a cell phone in your pop- pocket shouldn't be a ringing endorsement for leftist causes. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, if you're hooked up with one of the big networks, one of the big uh, services, chances are pretty good that's exactly what's going on. They're taking some of your money and supporting causes that you definitely don't support. You and I are part of a movement dedicated to creating a parallel economy, a marketplace of ideas, goods and services from companies that don't sell out to the woke mob. I want you to strongly consider switching your phone service to Patriot Mobile today. They're America's only Christian conservative mobile service. And they're on the same towers with the same, you know, three big networks. So you're going to get the same kind of service. Um, You're going to get better customer service and a better, far lower price. Go to MyPatriot.com. MyPatriot. Sorry. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Megan with us. Hello, Megan. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you doing? Uh, very good. So your uh, your interview and the interview that the president did on MSNBC are are getting a lot of play over the weekend um, because uh, in some in some places he seemed to be hedging his bet. And on MSNBC, uh, he talked about a 15 week uh, limit on abortions. 
Yeah, well, he's this is one of the reasons why President Trump needs to put himself out there more, because just like President Basement, it's not okay for either one of these leading candidates on the Dem or the GOP side to stay underground. So to his credit, Trump is putting himself out there much, much more than Joe Biden. But we absolutely need to be probing their positions as the American public tries to make a decision. And Trump on the social issues, with all due credit for the Supreme Court justices we got, has always been a little wishy-washy. He's lived pretty much 75 years. He's 77 now, I guess 73, whatever it is, before he became president, as a Democrat. (laughs) You know, one of my debate questions for him back in 2016 was, when did you become a Republican? Because if you look back at his life, he's been much, much more of a Democrat and more liberal on social issues, like virtually everyone in New York City is. And I think there's still a fair amount of that in him. So is this, for instance, let me play a clip um, with you where he was talking about can a man become pregnant? Play it. Can a man become a woman? Um, <laughs> in my opinion, you have a man, you have a woman. I, 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 think, I think part of it is birth. Can the man give birth? No. No, although they'll come up with some answer to that also. Someday, I heard just the other day, they have a way that now the man can give birth. No, I would say uh, uh, I'll continue my stance on that. So what what was your takeaway? Because he never really answered it, but he did shake his head no towards the beginning. What's your takeaway from that? Well, I thought it was weak sauce. I really wish he he did better on that. I like Ron DeSantis' answer, I'm going to be honest. Which is no, no, right, no, <laughs> right, no, obviously no, and it's not determined based on who can give birth. It's, <laughs> it's, it's determined by God, and it's pretty obvious just as soon as you come out of the womb. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it continues to be, notwithstanding this weird agenda by some activists in this crazy trans agenda pushing cult. Um, so Trump clearly knows that. I don't know if he's got. Maybe he's trying to, like, appease some group of trans voters that he thinks is going to make the difference with him. Even when I had Don Jr. on my show, he was kind of dancing around this issue. I I think that they think they're somehow going to do better with Democrats if they don't hit this straight on, even though, I mean, 98 percent of the Republican Party is united on this issue. This is not it is not a winner for any Republican to hedge on this. Uh, just ask Asa Hutchinson. So I'm not sure what he's thinking. I feel like this and the abortion thing, he must be thinking more general election where there are Democrats who don't feel as Republicans do. But um, I really think there's such a small voting group on this particular issue. He needs a better answer and I hope he gets it soon. So will do you think this will uh, shake the tree at all? I mean, I think he looks at the poll numbers and thinks there's, I mean, I'm going to win. Uh, So why not start a moderate campaign now? Uh, Because I'm going to win the the primary. So let's just get past that and just start being, you know, more moderate to appeal to a wider audience than just the Republicans. Do you think that's going to work? I don't. I mean, I'm much more in the Ann Coulter field of thinking when it comes to who the party should nominate. I think they should nominate somebody who's going to drive turnout. And generally with Republicans, that means someone who is conservative, who is genuinely conservative. Look at what happened with John McCain. (laughs) Okay, like 
they've tried to go more moderate. It doesn't work. Um, now, Trump does drive turnout because he's Trump and there's something about him that, you know, his core constituency finds very appealing. And, you know, that 30 percent isn't going to abandon him, even if he comes out and says he wants abortions in the ninth month. I mean, that's really that's really the question, not whether he can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. But could Trump say that he's pro-abortion ninth month and still hold on to that core 30 percent? Glenn, I think the answer is yes. Um, And he's almost toying with that experiment right now. He's not pro-abortion ninth month. He's really more banking on the fact that he appointed the three justices who made the difference on Roe v. Wade. And he's not going to lose any Republican voters to Joe Biden on the issue of abortion, right? He's playing the long game, but he does need to generate enthusiasm and it's already tamped down, not in that 30% of Republicans, but the other half who are tepid on Trump. So let me ask you about Joe Biden here for a second, because uh, I've started to see, uh, for instance, there was a, an article in the Washington post from a a big, a big player uh, on the left and uh, in the editorial, he said, you know, I love Joe Biden and he's done great things and nothing against anything he's ever done. But I think it's time for him to go. And I think that you see the supporters uh, and the uh, the key members possibly starting to move in and saying, you know, Joe, I think maybe you should go. Do you think he is the uh, candidate? By the time we get to the the uh, election, I don't know, Glenn. I'm seeing what you're seeing. It seems like there's a movement underfoot to gently oust him and her. That was what was interesting yeah, about the yeah, yeah. in Wapo, which was they both need to go. We don't want to be stuck with her. <laughs> but you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. They selected her for identity politics reasons, and good luck subbing her out. Uh, and subbing in some other Dem, like Gavin Newsom, you know, who doesn't check the right boxes. And even who does check the right boxes. Uh, Sonny Hostin, woke identity politics warrior over on The View, was saying, if he subs out Kamala Harris, he's going to lose the black vote. We're not interchangeable, even if he puts back in a black woman. But in any event, you can feel the ground shifting. CNN doing a long fact check on mm-hmm. Biden's lies last Thursday. I've mm-hmm. never seen them unleash their Daniel Dale guy on Biden. That was always a Trump thing. Um, Now more and more sort of getting interested in just how old President Biden is and polling heavily on it. And the results are disastrous. The Ignatius piece, um, there's been just example after example of how they seem to be realizing, you know what? He can't do it. We're going to lose if we stick with him. But I also think you have to ask yourself realistically, how do you get rid of him? You know, I think there's some fantasy that Barack Obama could do it. He could come get, you know, like give him the tap on the shoulder like you'd get at the at the dance. It's time to yeah. sit down. Your dancing's over. Um, I'm not sure. Well, it, what, it, it's exactly. What man voluntarily walks away from power like that? Well, voluntarily, uh, George Washington. But remember that Nixon did that. And Nixon only did it when he realized the party was no longer with him. When all of the people he counted on uh, to help support him were turning on him. And that's when he decided to resign. There's a there's a good way to do this. And there is the tough way. And we're offering you the chance to make this your idea. 
And uh, well, I think part of the pressure might be the Hunter Biden scandal. When you saw the um, uh, the uh, charges last week, are these real or are these bogus too? The gun charges? Yes. I mean, look, they're they're real in that he did it, and any one of us would have been charged for it. So okay, but of course they were brought very reluctantly by a guy who's on his side. David Weiss, the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, is on Hunter Biden's side. He's the man who's been investigating him for six years who let the most damning charges expire under the statute of limitations, even though Hunter's lawyers offered what's called a tolling agreement. They offered to extend the statute of limitations, and David Weiss said, nah, that's okay. He's, this, is, this is his prosecutor, so we're supposed to believe now he's going to be tough on Hunter. B.S., it was a fig leaf charge on only the gun uh, statute, which, by the way, a lot of people think won't even hold up. This gun statute's been deemed unconstitutional under the Second Amendment. And so it's possible they could go away on constitutional grounds that would probably be acceptable to most Republicans. Uh, So it's a kind of a low stakes matter. But let's say let's say he gets convicted, which he probably will. Some are saying this is a smart move by the Republicans, because at least now Hunter and Joe have real skin in the game. He could potentially face jail time. And maybe it gives Dems like Obama and the party leaders on the Dem side the power to go to Joe and say, do it for Hunter. You'll pardon him while announcing you're just a one-termer. Mm-hmm. You can give your son the pardon, keep him out of jail, save the Democrat Party. You'll be on Mount Rushmore and <laughs> you can save the whole family. Yes. But you know what? If that's the price it takes to get him out of there, uh. let's do it. <laughs> uh, so... Be as uh, be as tough on this as you can be when you see the uh, the left saying there there's no evidence. There's no evidence. They've got no evidence. There's plenty of evidence. I don't know if that all adds up to, you know, proof, but there's tons of evidence. If you were standing in a court of law, because it's what you used to do, and your client was joe biden and hunter biden and you saw the evidence that the prosecution has shown already and they say there's more how would you assess your chance of winning it would depend on the evidentiary standard if it's preponderance of the evidence where you just have to prove 51 percent more likely than 49 percent not he's guilty if it's beyond a reasonable doubt i would acquit him so far so far, but we that's only because we haven't gotten all the bank records, which they're about to get. So but there's a, it's more than 51 percent likely he did this. I mean, I would put it more up in the 60s. But if you're talking about conviction of a crime, yeah, we're not there yet. And um, what do the bank records? What are you looking for in the bank records? What do they have to show? Well, I mean, I would want to see the actual deposits of the money. But, you know, into Joe Biden's accounts in order to, you know, actually convicted of a crime. But we had Peter Schweitzer on the show on Friday, and he's, of course, the hunter expert. Yeah. He was making some very interesting points about how in order to show bribery, in order to show corruption, you really don't even need to show any deposits into Joe Biden's accounts. Showing the deposits into Hunter Biden's accounts is enough, not to mention the other eight family members Correct. who are on the take. Correct. You know, I mean, the, the benefit to the family member is sufficient. And this kind of brings me back to where I'm coming into this whole corruption scandal. 
I almost feel like Republicans are overstating their own burden. You know, it's it doesn't need. I realize why they're doing the impeachment. I'm actually in favor of it. But it doesn't need to go that route. And they don't need to allege crimes. The corruption is there plain as the nose on your face. Yes. I want one, one honest journalist, just one with access to President Biden to get him in an interview and say, how dare you allow your son to sit on the board of Burisma, a yeah. Ukrainian company being investigated for corruption when you were the point man on the Obama administration's corruption cleanup in Ukraine. How dare you? Is that not disqualifying to your ongoing role as a public official? Go ahead. I think it is. We're not going to see that, but I, I think it is. And I would love to see that. I, I go a step further as a father. You knew who Kolomoisky was. He's a brutal killer. He beheads his opponents. Uh, and you took your son who you knew had a drug problem and drinking problem and could easily be roped into anything. And you allowed him to sit on on that board with that man? Are you out of your mind? Right. When when he was drug adult. I mean, we were yes. just looking back at the timeline on Hunter's addiction. Uh, and I actually have this right in front of me because I was looking at it in preparation for my show today. So he joined the board of Burisma in April 2014. That same year, he was just discharged from the Navy Reserve after testing positive for cocaine. All right, that same year. When he joins mm. the board, which Joe knows all of this. This is while his father was overseeing U.S. policy in, in Ukraine. Um, by May of 15, he had a relapse on his alcohol addiction. By 2016, he had a relapse of his crack cocaine addiction. And this is all while he's doing business with, this, with the Chinese energy company, CEFC, while he's on the board of Burisma which his father knows because he's regularly calling into the Hunter business meetings yep. in order to lend the Biden name. He knows his crack-addled son is sitting on these boards, cashing checks, and he's facilitating it. I mean, at a minimum, this counteracts the narrative of what a great dad he is. What a great dad. I agree. I agree. Uh, Megan, thank you very much. We look forward to your uh, program. You can catch Megan Kelly wherever you get your podcast. She also follows this show uh, on Sirius XM. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Glenn. God bless. You bet. Um, Kathy wrote in about her dog after um, the dog started taking rough greens not too long ago. She said, my dog Oakley, his coat is shiny. His breath is better. He loves the taste. The best part He's not eating undesirable things in the trail anymore. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know, Kathy, but I don't think I want to go there. Thank you so much, uh, she writes, for Rough Greens. Uh, Kathy, thank you. Thanks for writing in. I actually know what you mean, and it's icky. Uh, the undesirable things that are laying in the trail, of none of our dogs should be eating, but there's a reason they eat it, believe it or not. And... Uh, uh, I think the stuff in Rough Greens helps give them the stuff that they need. Uh, naturopathic doctor Dennis Black came up with this formula. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. And this is Rough Greens. Um, folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it, and you're going to see a difference in your dog that they want to give you the first trial bag free. It's roughgreens.com slash back. You just pay for shipping, 833-GLEN-33. 
833-GLENN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, now remember, we're not heading towards Marxism or communism or anything like that. Okay, just calm down. Chicago uh, Democratic Mayor, Mayor Brandon Johnson, is exploring opening now city-owned grocery stores to address food inequalities, uh, according to a Wednesday press release from uh, the Chicago mayor. Hmm. Chicago's newly elected mayor announced a partnership with the progressive national nonprofit group Economic Security Project to solve the lack of food access in some neighborhoods. So remember, we're not talking about communism here. We're just talking about the city <laughs> owning controlling a the means store. of supply. That's yeah, all that's in production. All it is. That's all. What does it have to do with anything like communism? Or- it's a better, stronger, safer future. Right. That's what they say. And of course, some people will point out. Maybe the reason why there's not a lot of grocery stores is the major problems with crime and the policies are left to address right. them. And right. the fact that, you know, um, illegal immigrants are overrunning mm-hmm. the country. But this mm-hmm. is the same mayor who's Brandon Johnson, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. He said this, and I, I hope everyone is hearing this, as you may be coming across and becoming a guest in our country. I hope you hear the words of Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, who eloquently stated sanctuary means that everyone is welcome here and that's right as a city we commit to take care of each other if and provide all of our neighbors with the resources they need to thrive thrive if i spoke any other language than bad english <laughs> i w- i would say in spanish right now and mm. in mexican i would <laughs> both I, both wow okay. wow You know, if I'm going to speak one, I should speak both. That's true. I would say, go to Chicago. Chicago. That's the place to go. That's the place to go. And you're going to get city-run grocery stores. Because he easily could have said, we will provide the things for you to survive. But that's not what he said. No. Thrive. 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 You can thrive thrive in in Chicago. Chicago. Mm -hmm. So go check it out. It's a little cold, they say, but I'm not sure that's all that true. I, I, I mean, I was there last summer. Seemed totally great. Fine, yeah. Seemed great. I mean, you have to might have to dodge various projectiles here and there, but you know, as, as long as you're somewhat agile, you should right. be fine. El Chicago. Oh, mm. oh that's good. Wow. Say, thank you. you. Speak thank Mexican. You. <laughs> the Glenn Beck program. Oh, so Biden inflation that's working, right? I mean, huh? We've just revealed the most significant monthly inflation increase since June of 22. Gas prices jumped an eye-watering 10.6%. Energy costs 5.6%. Food prices edged up 0.2%. Even the cost of keeping a roof over your head is up. The Federal Reserve's magical 2% inflation target is looking more and more like a fairy tale every day, and that's really not good because that shrinks your dollar. Your savings are evaporating. Washington, shockingly, doesn't seem to have a plan to make things better. In fact, they're doing what they're doing, printing more money to make it even worse. With all the turbulence around, is there a place to keep your money safe? 
Yes, one of those is gold or silver. Timed and tested. Refuge of shaky times. For every full ounce of fractional gold eagles purchase, you're going to receive one tenth ounce platinum St. Helena Trust Series coin. Do it now, 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline. Call them now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. pretty incredible we just told you that chicago is looking into city run and owned grocery stores uh because for some reason they can't keep gross i don't know what the reason is probably just it's probably white people but they can't keep the grocery stores uh and uh so they're gonna they're thinking now about having city run and i think this is interesting it reminded me of a story uh from the uh, city of highland park uh, in Illinois, uh, they're having um, a really a poverty simulation simulation event. Um, and it's where you can figure out what it, you can feel like what it's like to be poor. Um, they're holding it at the Highland Park Country Club. <laughs> uh, and we'll give you more. We'll give you more information. I've heard this has been postponed or canceled. Why? Poor taste. I've heard they have delicious food at the uh, Highland Park Country Club. I don't understand that. But we'll get back into that here in just a second. Uh, First, I want to take you out uh, uh, to uh, New Mexico. And we have uh, Brian Festa on with us. He is We Are uh, We the Patriots USA co-founder and vice president. He's also an attorney. Uh, And he has been following this uh, in New Mexico. And I'd just like to know what the latest is on the governor who now is you know pulling it back and say only no i'm we're saying you can't carry you know now on school grounds or in city parks which i don't think you could ever carry a gun on school grounds uh in the first place brian welcome uh, good morning glenn thanks for having me here um yeah we the patriots usa.org is our organization we filed a uh, request for a temporary restraining order uh, and, and a permanent injunction, actually, lawsuit within 24 hours of her issuing her original order about a week ago. Uh, and Judge David Urias, a uh, Biden appointee, actually did rule in our favor um, last Wednesday and issued that temporary restraining order. She comes out on Friday and mm-hmm. issues a new order, as you just stated. It actually applies to Um, not just school grounds, but public parks and playgrounds. Mm. So in our view, she's bordering on contempt here because the original order also included public parks and playgrounds, and the judge already issued a restraining order against her. So she comes out and says, well, I'll just issue a new order. So we're probably going back to court today. We're going to actually file another request for a TRO, a temporary restraining order against her. But if this is enforced in any way, this new order, in our view, that's contempt. So what is going to happen here? I mean, what should happen, in my view, is she should either be impeached or she should uh, receive some sort of uh, punishment more than a slap on the hands. If they if our politicians don't learn that you touch the constitutional stove, which is very hot, you will get burned. If we don't teach them that in some way, they'll just keep doing this. 
over and over and over again. Absolutely. And that's the danger. That's why we thought this case was so important and why we jumped into this, like I said, within 24 hours, because for a governor just to flagrantly ignore and defy not only the United States Constitution, which is the the worst part, but also the decision and the Bruen decision uh, just last year by the United States Supreme Court, which clearly stated that you couldn't do what she's doing here. You can't create these so-called sensitive places based on high crime rates and take away people's right to defend themselves. The, the justices were clear on that, and it's almost like she took that decision and said, I'm going to do exactly what the Supreme Court said I can't do. So this is a showdown between governors and the United States Supreme Court, between governors and our Constitution, our Second Amendment rights. And that's why it's so important that we, all of us, you know, not just our organization, of course, but everyone needs to stand up and fight against this to keep our right to bear arms, to protect ourselves and our families. Uh, I hope. When is she up for election again? Do you know? You know, I I don't actually know. Yeah, I, I would. I, I, it might be this. It might be next year. Yeah, well, I, it, I I hope the people of New Mexico remember this and show her the the door. This this kind of stuff has got to stop. Uh, Brian, great to talk to you again. Thank you so much for being on the program. Keep yeah, up the good thank work, you, Glenn. Let I'll it, keep you posted on any updates. Yeah, too. is there anything we can do to help? You know, um, as everybody probably knows, these lawsuits are extremely expensive. Um, and we are a, a nonprofit public interest law firm. We don't charge our clients anything. So if anyone uh, is able to make a donation, we have a 2A legal fund on our website at wethepatriotsusa.org. Uh, we know times are tough, but we would greatly appreciate if, if people could support this action because we want to be ready to, to uh, fight back not only against Governor Grisham, but any other governor or the Biden administration that does this, we want to be able to jump right into court and fight back against it. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate it. We, the Patriots, USA, uh, dot org. Uh, how was your weekend, Stu? It was good. Filled with many little league outings, and uh, that's my life at the moment. But it was it was lots of fun. I like I like watching my son play baseball, so it was great. So my wife said, "Let's go to this. Uh, let's go to this movie uh, this weekend. I don't even remember what it was called." Uh, and I was like, "Okay." And she said, "Here, look at the trailer." And I just kind of half watched a little bit, and I was like, "Uh, okay." Didn't read anything about it. Knew nothing about it. It looked like a horror movie. It was a trick. It was a Kenneth Branagh movie. Uh, and uh, you know, those are. I know you have a hat rule. Mm-hmm. I don't like movies yeah. with the that feature actors in fancy hats. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, there were lots of fancy hats. Okay, it's yeah, I'm out. Lots of hats. Of hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Immediately out. Yeah, and it was an Agatha Christie. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was shockingly really good, mm. but was I it? felt a little duped. I felt a little duped. So she tried to make you believe it was a horror movie. So you- no, I don't think she tried to do that. I think that's the way I read it because I wasn't really listening to my. Yes, she was trying to do that. Yes, you're right. So Stuart. you were the victim. I was the victim of here. your wife's of manipulation. No, knowing. knowing you wouldn't pay attention to what she was saying. Right. She knows me better than that. Right. 
And to do that, she decided to say something that probably explained exactly what it was, but knew you would never pay attention to it. So you're a victim. And I see Kenneth Branagh and I'm like, oh, no, it's no. Mm. And what came out of my mouth was, I like him. He's pretty good. And then I thought, Mm. wait, isn't he the guy that makes all that Shakespeare crap? And yes, yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's how my weekend started. So I had a good weekend. Uh, it sounds like it was a blast. Yeah. 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 You yeah. want to go? I don't. No. I have no interest in that whatsoever. It's and, a horror movie. Oh, now it's starting so. to sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, can I, on the horror movie thing? Yeah. You watched, you said you watched some football this weekend. Yes, so I did. Watch some of the Chiefs uh, Jaguars game. Is that what you did at some well, point? Well, no, but my son talked to me about it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. he didn't actually watch any of no, it. No, but I listened to my son. Or you listened to your son. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these, I don't know, I have kids right in that age of like, you know, they don't watch, I don't have them watching all sorts of, you know, horror movies or, you know, like I'm keeping them pretty much away from that. And people say, hey, you're keeping your kid in a bubble. I'm like, have yes. you looked at this world? Yes. Yeah, I want the bubble to be thicker. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. It's not a bubble. It's more of an actual wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I build the wall. I'm doing it in my life as, Good. as long as possible. Smart. Because my belief is, and I could be wrong on this, but I remember growing up, and as you get older, you have plenty of time to do all the really bad things that the world offers. Oh, no, yeah. there's nobody there to nag you to stop you. No. No. You could do whatever you want. No. So he's going to have plenty of time. My daughter's going to have plenty of time to do all the terrible yep. things this yep. world offers. Right. But for right now, I'd like to keep them away from that. Hmm. And like, they're still young enough in which like they're watching a horror movie. They could get scared at it. Oh, right? sure. You know, like, that's, sure. I don't know what time that expires. They're 24 and 21. <laughs> <Are> they- <laughs> But like seriously, like I don't know. I remember moments from my childhood seeing like moments from like a Stephen King movie. Oh yeah, and being yeah. terrified for weeks. Oh, right? Like oh, I know what you're gonna talk about. You do? Yes, because I watched the Cowboys game. Yeah, right. Right. They are running an advertisement for some Exorcist sequel. Yeah, in the that middle of these games. Scary that looks as freaking heck. Terrifying. Yeah, and like. I- as a dad, who know who's going to be the guy getting up in the middle of the night if my kids are terrified right. by this? Can right. you stop? Can you make it? I don't know, eighty percent less terrifying. <laughs> There's just like a the faces, like the oh my gosh, I saw, saw it. I saw it. I saw it like every commercial yeah. break. Yeah, and I'm watching. And I'm like, what? What is happening? What is happening? I thought at first because I was only half watching. I thought this is a this got to be a parody. Of something, you know, it's got to be, you know, because you see Exorcist. It's such a, it's been done so many times. Right. You feel like, you, but and yeah. it was like, no, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, I mean, like, I the, remember what? the Exorcist. I, I remember. I did. I never saw it. Uh, I, you know, after I, you know, after I moved out of my parents' house, right, of course, then you I, saw you know, it. Of I course. saw a little bit of it, yeah. but I could only. I've never watched the whole thing. I watched like fifteen minutes of it. I'm like, I gotta watch this movie. Uh, my sister went, she snuck out of the house. She was 16, mm. you know, she snuck out and her friends because this is at the time when everybody was like vomiting in the theaters and everything else. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she's like, I gotta see this. So then she comes at night and she's too afraid to sleep in her own bed. So she, I had bunk bed. She sleeps in the bottom bunk for like a month. And every <laughs> night she tells me about it. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm like seven. Oh, mom, I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? Demons. Why are you afraid of demons? Not because Kaluta went to the exorcist and told me all about it. <laughs> You're a good brother, I could see. 
really like. Oh, uh, it's terrifying. Especially because we live in a world in which basically the only thing you can safely allow your kids to watch are sports. Like everything else is terrible. The Disney Channel has become terrible. Terrible. Right for your kids. Yeah. So you could put them in front of sports mostly, and most of the time it's okay. And then, but then occasionally there'll be a commercial in which the devil's hand comes out of the screen and grasps their throat. <laughs> like, that's all. And it's like, can you, I don't know. Can we have, uh, there used to be a an unwritten rule. First, I think it was a written rule. Then it was an unwritten rule. The family hour. Yeah. When the family is watching something together can we make it something the family can watch together? Yeah, I, now I get it. If you're up in the fourth quarter and it's 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, I, you know, I understand you might have different rules there. But like the NFL, how much money do they make? How? I mean, billions and billions and billions of dollars. The networks, all of the top rated shows for the entire year or NFL games. Do you expect you, us? <laughs> do you expect us to turn down money? Yes. Just because it's the no. devil. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even asking you to have a standard. I'm what willing I'm to pay what my dollars aren't good enough for you. Just take the money from somebody else. Take it from some other oh, evil court. Put cigarettes back on television, okay, please. So you're so much better than I am. <laughs> Wait, do you even have a Satan button over there? Don't you? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's all we're asking. Uh, you just don't scare the crap out of the children. Please. And me, quite honestly, and me. I saw that. I can see that face in my in my head right now. I don't want to see that face. Mm-mm. Don't want to see that face. Oh, my gosh. Sarah, look. Think of that face. Now look at Stu. Oh, my gosh. Very similar. Very similar. And may I just say. Yes. You should brush your teeth occasionally. Occasionally. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that big fluoride, it's already in the water. Toothbrushes are evil. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me. Uh, what does this? What does Satan say when it's something is really, really bad? He wouldn't say it was evil. That's. Toothbrushes are too good. I don't know. All right, let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. In almost all cases, the secret to success in buying and selling a home is having the right real estate agent. Now, it's not just as simple as, hey, I know a good real estate agent. It's my cousin. No, I don't think so. You need somebody who can really get the job done, who takes the job seriously. He takes it seriously, shows up. Uh, uh, on time almost every day. Uh, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're going to be working with the best real estate agents in the business. People who sometimes literally work around the clock to get you into a home. Get your home sold. Get your new home. Have somebody who actually listens to you, knows the best business practices, and executes on them every day. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I just think... 
you know, if you want to stay warm in the winter, wear a sweater. Uh, don't turn up the heat. Uh, you know, gas prices are a problem. Food prices, you know, kind of a stagflation kind of thing. And lo and behold, the Americans are just coming down the steps now after being freed from being hostages in Iran. Well, I think the play here is complete, gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've, uh, oh, this is the first half. Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't sound good. Well, the end of the first act, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, end with the hostages coming down from Iran. So I guess the rest of it is all going to be new and a shocking, shocking surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm glad to see that we paid six six billion dollars uh, and and got five hostages. Isn't uh, it a little bit unfair to these countries that we don't publish a rate sheet, or we just say, hey, if you just kidnap this many Americans and we'll give well, you this much say, money? Well, someone say someone say paying for hostages, uh, you know, paying uh, uh, terrorists is a bad thing. Some would say that negotiating okay. with a terrorist. I, I, I've seen a few documentary films like that i doesn't i don't understand what you mean okay um, why would that be bad i mean it's it, look you'd like I, to publish the like a price list like right, a menu like a, yeah like a nice little pricing menu mm-hmm. where like hey you know kidnap three get a get deal one free of some sort yeah like yeah, yeah we, but the, the other thing is we have to like lower the amount they get for each terrorist so we don't incentivize it so sure each, for each uh each person they kidnap oh. we give a little bit less money okay but you have to keep you know so you kidnap 100 you have to keep the price above the price of a bullet mm-hmm. uh and just below the price of what the you know what they have to pay for in food to keep them all alive there's a sweet spot there, there is somewhere. a sweet spot we'll work on that we'll have the biden administration the Glenn Beck program 